You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 90 and today Nick Gulick or Gulich is uh, joining me. <laughs> Nick, thanks for coming on. Uh, no worries, mate. Glad to be here. We were just having a chat uh, before about the, uh, how to pronounce your name and you uh, you told me it's from uh, Serbian origin, did you say? Yep. Yeah, Serbian background. Let's see it. But, but uh, so how come you gave up on, on uh, telling people to pronounce it Gulich? Oh, no, it's just easier, dude. Um, man, I've, I was born, I was born in Australia, dude. So I'm uh, about as Aussie as they, as they come. Awesome. Well, if you guys are listening, didn't, uh, can't already tell me and Nick, uh, try, kind of just mates that chat a lot about agency life and, and whatever. And, uh, recently Nick went through a pretty massive change in his agency, uh, where he's actually downsized. Is that, that pretty much accurate, right? Yeah, yeah, downsize and rebrand. And you're very happy with the results. Yes, very. In a world where I guess a lot of agencies are all about, you know, like growing and team and office and all that sort of stuff, it's it's really cool to hear that you've gone the complete opposite direction uh, and are now working for yourself in a way and from home, I imagine. Yes. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I was working from home a lot anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely now it's pretty much 100% from home and yeah. 100% me making my decisions solo. That's um, awesome. That's it. Yeah. It's like the whole company of one thing. Is it Paul Jarvis? Um, I don't know. Have you read that book? No. Nah, neither. No, neither. But I've heard yeah. a lot of people talk <laughs> about it. Um, it's like the whole thing about creating like a business. Um uh, it was just you, obviously, company of yeah. one. But uh, this is the first time I've recorded since, uh, I guess, the world went to shit. Yes. That's probably the best way of saying it. The um, Rona. Yes, the Rona is now changing our lives, uh, all of our lives. I think Australia just announced, uh, was it today or yesterday, that public gatherings can be no more than two people now and it, yep. you can only be outside for exercise, essentially. Um, yeah. Which is next level because... I mean, so far I've thought it was fairly simple to just like keep distanced from people, but I guess mm-hmm. they have to lock down because people just don't listen to the bloody rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, it's still, I mean, I'm hearing stories every day um, about like people going out for their like essential trip to the shop or whatever and going past areas where you've got like tons of people just hanging out, um, you know, in a park or something. Yeah. It's like, guys... Yeah. Now's not the time. Oh, I, uh, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it a couple of days ago. I went for a skate, um, like a, on our electric skateboards just to get out. You know, me and one other guy, we keep our distance. We stick to like places where there aren't any people. And we went through this area and there was a big park and there were people everywhere. And I was like, yeah. what is going on here? Why are you guys doing this? So we basically avoided that area completely. Um, yeah. Which I feel like if everyone did that, it'd be fine. If you just, avoid, yeah. if you see lots of people, you don't go there. Like, yeah. 
Anyway, that's not the topic of this. We <laughs> just have like two, a two-parter episode here. One that's, about a whole, that's a whole other episode, man, about the opportunities and um, the changes going on in agency oh, yeah. life as well. It's crazy. Like I'm hearing a lot of different stories in agency life right now um, where some people are saying they're going guns blazing, like things are more busy than ever. Um, and then you hear the people where their, their clients are sort of dropping off and it's an interesting landscape. I mean, obviously, if someone's an event business, they're probably not going to be buying a website right now. I think they have to be one of the hardest hit, at least. Uh, actually, yeah, I've got a uh, destination wedding planner in the UK mm-hmm. um, who signed up just before all this happened. Mm. Um, so I reached out to them saying, hey, guys, you need to put this on hold. Are you, you know, what's mm. going on? Because they do most of their weddings in Europe mm. um, and most of their clients are from the States. So... Mm. Yeah, and they're like, oh, no, no, yeah, like, you know, we're pretty much everything's postponed now, but um, that's fine. We need to be, you know, on the front foot forward. Good on out of them. This. Yeah. Um, there are some, though, that I can, like, it would. it's not going to work, right? Because we've got, oh, yeah. like, a friend of mine, um, it's really sad. She ran a corporate events business. Um, yeah. I think she employed, I don't know, like 20 people, um, really solid business, um, really well known in the industry. Um, she went from basically awesome to having literally zero revenue in two weeks. Yeah. So, you know, I imagine if, you know. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're people who need to cut costs. Like, yeah. you know, they're, they're not doing anything, you know. And, like, for most of them, they're, that's what they're doing. They're shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um, they're winding down. They may be doing something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so shocked when they said, no, we, we're still all, you know, all guns blazing. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, now we, now we have the time actually spend on yes and this is huge i know this is kind of not the original topic but i'm happy to talk about this because it's something it's actually like i said um uh it's been a while since i recorded uh and you know everything's kind of changed since actually my first uh recording since uh becoming a married man too so no advances nick yep (laughs) i'll i'll try restrain myself it's hard it's hard man you got the nicely trimmed beard like not like mine mine's out of control Oh, yeah, I gave it a little trim, I guess. I'm just waiting. Like, have you seen all the memes about, like, you know, what's it's going to look like after quarantine? Yeah. We're going to be, like, bush pigs. Yeah. Um. <laughs> My hair, I, I needed a haircut before all this happened, and now I'm really <laughs> upset. <laughs> Not allowed to get one. Yeah, I'm going to end up having to buy some clippers online, just shave my head. Yeah. Wait, what were we just talking about? I lost my train of thought. Um, the time opportunity. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I was actually, first when I realized we're going to be stuck at home and like probably cutting costs on some things and whatever, but it also means that like, if I can't go to the gym, I'm not going to be blowing that hour a day plus travel and, um, you know, I'm not going co-working, so I'm not commuting and like, there's going to be so much extra time now that I can use to work like on stuff that I'd never normally work on. And especially if work slows down too, you know, like that's going to be the case for a lot of businesses where things slow down. You've got so much more time to, to do stuff. Like whether that's, I don't know, learn a course, like maybe Zapier. <laughs> for anyone listening, I have a Zapier course available at jimmyrose.me. Uh, screw COVID is the coupon code for 50% off. But that's just one example. I mean, working on your website is a good thing. For example, like we've, there's a lot of work we've been putting off um, on our website and I am going to use this opportunity to do that. And I think that's something that agencies could talk to their clients about and be like, this is a great opportunity to work on these things that are going to take a while to complete. So when this, this shit 
I guess, blows over, whatever. I don't know how long that's going to take, but then they're on the front foot, ready to go. Yeah. SEO, for example, takes a long time to see the results. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't you continue to do that now? I mean, I'm going hard on SEO right now still. Yeah. Um, because I know the sooner we do that, the sooner it pays off. Um, you know, yeah. I, I haven't had, I haven't had a cancellation yet for SEO. Wow. Yeah. Um, yet. Uh, there is one that's looking very borderline. Um, and he's lost a bunch of projects because of all this does like outdoor, uh, landscaping type stuff. Mm. And now's usually the time he gets all his project work. Um, but no projects coming through. And so he's looking at it like, I might have to, you know, if they extend the levels of these lockdowns and put official lockdown in, because it's mm. not an official lockdown yet in Sydney. Yeah. And he could still do the work. He can still do the work right now. Um, but mm. if they put an official lockdown, essential businesses only, mm. um, he will probably have Very to. Um, in trouble. Yeah, he's in trouble. So he's, he's the only one that's a real borderline um, at the moment. The, so the I feel others, like the, I thought right now those kind of businesses would be doing well because I know everyone is going crazy on home improvement stuff right now because they've got nothing everyone's, else to do. Everyone's doing DIY though. They all want to yeah. do DIY. Like I'm doing DIY stuff at home. Um, Dude, yeah. I crawled up in my roof to look at putting some security cameras in yesterday yeah. and I immediately went, nope, 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 nope. I'm getting no. an electrician to do this. No, no, no. Don't, don't mess with electrical, dude. Like, no, no, no. Um, it was data. Yeah. It was data cable. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. Um, no, but technically you need a um, licensed cable to do that yep. anyway. But um, literally was going to be running Cat6 cables. Uh, yeah. But it just, I just looked at it and I'm like, this just is, looks awful. I don't want to no. do this. <laughs> no, man. I was thinking more like hanging a shelf and yeah. growing some plants and, you know, painting a patch. Like, Dude, see, painting yeah. a patch to me is way more complicated than no, like, I putting in a dude. camera and patch and putting a patch cable into the back of it and plugging it into a switch. Like, to me, that is a lot easier oh, than... Crap, dude. Let's, uh, let's work together then. <laughs> yeah, I'll come down I, to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I think, you know, while that was a deviation from the topic, I think it's an important thing that a lot of people are thinking about right now. Um, I just think I would like to emphasize the fact that these are things that you can talk to your clients about and, uh, you know, use... I guess the same kind of language to say like, this is a great opportunity this time, you know, like don't cancel. Like maybe you can make things easier for them by winding back the scope or whatever to make things cheaper. But I think halting is a bad, bad idea for most businesses. Unless they have literally zero revenue now, uh, which some do. Um, but I think everyone else, like it's, it's not a smart idea to stop working on all this stuff. Mm. And I think that's a, a way you can sort of talk, thing you can talk to your clients about. Yeah, there's a lot about um, there's two different kinds of businesses in situations like this. There's the people who sh- try to shrink um, they all they're f- focusing on is weathering the storm, you know, survival, and they immediately look at cutting all costs. Um, you know, they're operating from a place of there's no work, there's no business, there's nothing. Uh, we're going to go under. I need to avoid going under and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and they're just thinking, they're not thinking about any sort of growth or anything. They're just thinking about survival. Mm. Uh, and then there's businesses who look at this as okay, cool, yeah, there's all this bad stuff going on, but what can I do? Um, now mm. that will either keep me going or will put me in a better position when I get out of this. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a client who's an electrician and she called me and I was thinking she's going to be cancelling services. Uh, she was like, I'm actually really excited because I know, she goes, I know it sounds bad, but a lot of the small um, small operators are going to be going under because they won't be able to weather this. 
She goes, I can weather this. Mm. Um, and so we need to be ready that when everything blows over and we can start working properly again, um, we're going to pick up all their work. So yeah. she's like, yep. you know, essentially doubling down on on marketing and things like that now, which is great. yeah, that's it. Um, you know, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people that will go under, which which kind of yeah. sucks. But that is like the I don't know what the analogy is, like the whole rising tide floats all boats kind of thing, which is what we've had for. I mean, um, Australia hasn't had a recession for like thirty years or something, right? Like we mm-hmm. we missed we missed the last big one. Somehow we got through that pretty well, um, while like the US was struggling, but. Um, you know, and then the opposite of that is when when the tide sort of goes down, it a lot of people end up on the rocks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like hopefully you would you would hope that that were like the the I guess bad businesses that would end up on the rocks, but in this case, it's unfortunately going to be a lot of good businesses that are yeah. in trouble as well. Um, but yeah, so I think I don't know. We should probably move on from that now, and um, it's enough sad, enough sad talk (laughs) it's not even it's not even sad right i mean yeah yeah, it's going to be some some crap that happens i mean people are dying you know and that's sad Mm -hmm. too and there's a lot of that but um you know one thing i would say is like i i hit a point of anxiety um probably a couple weeks ago when all this was starting to really um hit home and it was becoming real um and i was getting a bit like wow like i need to stay on the news i was watching the news Mm. like i literally did like two days no work because i was just reading the news and consuming everything and um, freaking out and and then i kind of went well i can't really control anything that happens and that's what a lot of anxiety Mm. comes from for a lot of people not everyone um oh it's pretty big i think i read a book about anxiety and it's like the um uh, unknowns basically yeah. like not knowing like um having no idea what's going to happen yeah. plus not being able to control and yeah. that is exactly what this is right yeah. like it's it's the two main contributors to anxiety and fear and yeah. like of course um, the unknown uncertainty is yeah. huge that's the and word I was a lack of for. Fear, that lack of control is huge yeah. right and yeah. so i went okay cool there's an uncertain future um i you know i am not in control of what's going to happen but at the same time, as soon as you acknowledge that, you start to feel a bit better about it. It's like, well, okay, cool. I know that now. I've mm-hmm. acknowledged that. You Massive. Know, I've yep. put words to that. I, I, I voiced that feeling. And I went, okay, so what can I control? You know, what can I be certain about? Um, and, okay, well, you know, now it's time to think about the next six months and what sort of businesses are going to be surviving, uh, what sort of people are going to be surviving. Um, what annoys me is when people say, oh, everyone is doing X, you know. Oh, no, all the businesses are going under. No, they're not, man. There are businesses mm. that are still surviving. Oh, no one's spending money. No, businesses are still spending money. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just the businesses that you've encountered aren't, maybe aren't doing it. Um, yeah. So, which businesses are... Or you focus on the negative, right? Or like focusing on the negative, yeah. And that's a big thing. Like, I'm really bad at that. Like, my fiance, uh, fiance my wife... <laughs> yeah. Uh, just yep. getting used to saying that. Uh, it, you know, she knows, like, she kind of makes the point that I tend to be quite pessimistic about humans, right? Like, I'm always focusing on the bad ones and the idiots, whatever. Right? But in reality, they actually are a small percentage of the population. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people, like, doing the right thing, socially distancing, like, being good about all this shit. It's only, like, the small minority that are actually being complete idiots and, like, hoarding the toilet paper and whatever, like, yep. all that shit. So, you know, overall, I think there is still a lot of positivity going on. And, um, you know, like you said, businesses are still spending money. The ones that can and the smart ones are not just shutting things down. Um, yeah. I mean, 
you actually something something I wanted to mention too. You talked about like um, some people are just going into survival mode, which you know sometimes for some businesses is required. Um, I might see if I can link up a webinar in the uh, in the show notes that my friends who are accountants slash bookkeepers just uh, and slash business consultants just did around this. Like the first part of the webinar was around survival and. You know, it's not like, oh, don't go on fire, everyone. See if everyone first, like a good step would be to see if like everyone is okay to work three days a week and to enter mm. pay cut or something, you know, like, yep. and a lot of times they might, they would be to save everyone's jobs rather than, you know, otherwise you're going to have to get rid of half the workforce or whatever, you know, like yeah. that's just one example. I think there's all these like innovative ways to survive this and yeah. get you out through it better, you know. And the other side as well, um, it's also looking at costs versus investments. Mm. You know, yeah, cut costs, but increase investment mm-hmm. if you can, if you can. Mm. Um, because if you can invest now um, for the future, obviously dividends take time mm-hmm. uh, to pay off. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, now is the time to look at investing and where you can invest. And it could just be time. You could be investing time. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, oh, yeah. things are quiet. Let's spend two hours a day on your own marketing strategy or writing those blog posts that you've been meaning to write or, mm-hmm. you know, starting your little YouTube channel or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you want to do. Setting um, up automation. Like that's a lot of, I'm doing a yeah. lot of that right now um, to, so this is stuff that I, like I've been meaning to do for ages and I know that's going to continually pay off. Any automation I set up now will continually pay back in the future. Uh, and so like when things get crazy busy again, uh, then I don't have to do that work. So yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So I wish I had more time now. I mean, actually, no, I don't because uh, now things, things are quite good at the moment, but uh, more time would mean I had less work. So, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's people that have the time and I'm, I'm kind of part of me, a small part of me is really jealous that they have the time to do things. I've got probably about six courses I really want to finish. Like mm. the Zapier one is definitely up there. <laughs> no, it is. Like it's, it's there. I've been meaning to do it for like ages, but mm. haven't had any time. Mm. Um, so, it's if I had standard. a bit of time, I'd be finishing out my courses, I'd be finishing out my own marketing stuff. But, yeah. you know, um, so, I mean, yeah. you know, not to say I'm jealous of people who don't have enough work. That sounds really bad. And <laughs> be like, Nick, you're, you're a dickhead. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, it's all relative, right? Like, yeah. honestly, when I've been really, really busy before, I've 100% wished I had less work, which, you know, to yeah. someone who is in a um, position where they don't have enough work, it, it might sound like you're yeah. being an asshole, but like... Yeah. You know, grass is always greener in a way, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like yeah. I think being busy isn't necessarily a good thing. You know, you can yeah. get way too busy and then you can actually need to cut back, right? Like yeah. by yeah. firing the, wor- the your worst clients or something like that's yeah. a whole other topic. But um, yeah. I want to so, talk a bit. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, go. No, no, I was yeah, let's say, talk like, about um, your story, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say um, ultimately uh, it comes down to just being grateful for where you are, yeah. finding what those things are that you can be happy about uh, because that will help you avoid um, feelings of negativity. That will help you avoid feeling pessimistic and and um, you know and jealous and stuff like that by going, okay, cool, yeah. You know, all right, those guys, um, they're talking about how much work they have and I don't have that much work, but all right, well, what do I have? Well, I've got mm-hmm. some time so I can do this, 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 you know. Um, like in my case, it's like, oh, I wish I had the time but it'd be kind of a dick move to be jealous of someone who doesn't have enough work and, yeah. and say, oh, man, I'm so jealous of you because they're going to turn around and say, what? <laughs> so, it's yeah. like, okay, cool. At least I can be grateful that I do have the work right now. Mm. Um, so, anyway, yeah. So, what are we, what are we going? 
gratitude yeah. is so big. I like try to do that a lot. I'm, I'm very bad at it, doing it, uh, remembering to do it. But yeah, like there are so many things that all of us can be grateful for. Like, yep. you know, right now, for example, um, I'm not in India where they've completely locked everything down in like four yep. hours. And like there's Australians that are stuck there and like they're the mm-hmm. subject of um, uh, like hatred because they think they're the foreigners that brought the disease in and like there's a whole lot of things going on uh over there right now i'm like yeah that's the thing to be grateful for in a way yeah yeah anyway let's um let's uh talk about your story mate because i love the fact that you've gone i guess the opposite direction of a lot of the traditional advice and have come out on top right like instead of growing your agency you shrunk your agency to just you so tell me a little bit about your old agency and like how, like what it looks like and how you ended up there. Okay. So, well, originally I started all solo. You know, I started, yeah. a, you know, when I first started all solo, um, I was building sites. I was using WordPress, um, page builders to build it, had the occasional contractor when I had too much work on. Um, and then I met a guy who built these fancy custom websites, uh, non-WordPress, which was a bit worrying for me. Um, but um, very nice, you know, custom-coded, amazing designs, amazing performance. Um, and he sort of said, hey, we should partner up and look at building our big team and the big agency model and all that sort of stuff. And um, it sounded really appealing at the time. So I was like, well, cool, because I'm good at getting work. Um, and he's like, you know, and that way you don't have to do the work yourself and whatever. I'm like, well, that also sounds really appealing. <laughs> um, so we, we partnered up. We started an agency called Creative Click. Um, and you know, we, out from the, from day dot, we were building the team. So I think we had, um, five people, um, that was, uh, when I shut it down, we had five team members, uh, you know, and we had, oh man, nightmares with finding people, people that could do the work at good quality, training them. Um, yeah, but basically the agency was, um, non-WordPress primarily, um, did the occasional WordPress site, but it was non-WordPress. We used a flat file content management system called Kirby CMS, which is quite nice. Um, good if you're doing custom development work. Um, you know, had me and the business partner and we had the team, you know, and projects would go through a design phase, a front-end development phase, a back-end development phase, QA, and then yeah. you launch. So pretty Massive. big process. Um, and naturally, you need to charge quite a bit for that. And I don't think we were charging enough. Um, we like when we partnered up, I immediately doubled what he was charging. Wow. Um, straight away. I said, nah, because he was charging what I was charging for a page builder site that took me, you know, maybe a couple of weeks would be complete. Wow. Um, so we doubled that and just kept sort of slowly increasing it a little bit. And you hit a point where it's like, okay, I feel like, you know, this market that we're in isn't like, this isn't right for them. And hmm. it was, we were kind of at this sticking point where, you know, you could get, we got the work, um, getting clients on board wasn't really a big problem. Getting the work done was a big problem because of the team and the turnaround time and everything. And that's when I realized we weren't charging anywhere near enough because mm-hmm. projects will take forever. So um, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was, it was still good, but it just, I was getting frustrated because I could see these issues in how we were doing things. And because it's a partnership, like any decision needs to kind of be agreed on with both. And he didn't necessarily see the same issues I saw. Um, So, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to say that it's like, cause you you said you noticed that like, that you couldn't keep charging that much because you saw how like the issues and how long it was taking. And I mean, that's a skill in itself, right? A lot of people 
don't sort of have that realization in their business. They keep charging whatever they are and whatever they're charging and don't realize that they're not making any money or like oh, yeah. if they work out their like effective hourly rate for a project, it ends up, you know, like the, basically the how much profit they make divided how much time they went into it. They're making like $3 an hour or something, right? Oh, man. Sometimes, sometimes it's zero. Yeah. Or negative. Like yeah. people can literally like, and, and it feels like they're busy and they're doing the thing and like growing their business, but really they're actually going backwards because yeah. they're not charging enough and not doing the right work. Yep. A hundred percent. So, and that's, I feel that's the kind of position we're in. The profit margins weren't huge. Uh, and, you know, with two people and a team, you need to be bringing in like a serious chunk of cash. And mm. because projects take projects will take forever, um, you are living off the deposits for the next projects, really. Um, and then, yeah, and so it was a real challenge because if if you didn't get sales for like a month or two, uh, if it got quiet for a month or two and just focusing on getting the work done, um, then like you wouldn't have the new deposits coming through and you'd have no money mm. uh, because those projects would take like months to finish. Mm. So I was like, this is just not working. We need to change something. Um, and my business partner was like a anti WordPress. Like he is one of those Oof. like anti mainstream, anti mainstream guys. So no Google, no, oh, um, no WordPress. Like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. an so, argument here you know, for like alignment of yeah. business partners too. Like not going into business yeah. with someone that is not, that doesn't think at least some level like you do. Like, yeah. yeah, you need to be challenged well, by your business partner. I, I don't mind. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't mind doing all that if it works. Mm. Um, and that's the problem is that I felt like it wasn't working. Mm. Um, he kind of disagreed on that. And um, we just hit a point where I'm like, yeah, look, I'm going to have to leave. One of us have to leave. Um, he actually opted to leave. Um, so he he was kind of over the whole building websites for clients thing. And he, you know, he likes to teach. Um, he prefers to teach. He likes to... Uh, focus on programming, custom programming. So he wanted to set up a business teaching developers how to develop better, you know, and, and code and standards nice. and things like that. Yeah, cool. Uh, whereas, you know, I'm, I like working with clients. That's my thing. You know, I like talking to clients. I like working with them. I like delivering outcomes and results. I love when they turn around and say, hey, man, this site got me. You know, I, I was telling you earlier today, um, had a client that built a new site for and his conversion rate on his homepage was hitting 20%. Um, and he was just like, man, we've never had anything like this before. Um, so Isn't that such a good feeling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like to get a win like um, that? And I was like, wow, I didn't even know I was that good. But hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so we ended up deciding to um, sort of walk away from each other. Uh, walk Like he was going to walk away from the business and I was going to sort of buy him out and keep it running. Um, and that happened uh, finalized on the 31st of January this year. Uh, so it's been now... It's now the end of March, so mm. it's been pretty much two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so I went, okay, well, I'm going to keep the business. Um, I'm going to focus on back to WordPress, back to page builders. Um, I ended up firing the team, um, which was, you know, it's a bad feeling getting mm. rid of five oh, people and telling them they don't have a job anymore. But there was no way I could keep keep them all on. Mm. Um, and, keep, and I mean, you know, they were doing all this custom work that I wasn't going to do anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have the occasional um, bit of work that I just – hire them on an ad hoc basis mm. and aim to do. And they, so they're happy with that and they've all got their, you know, new jobs and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just went back to, okay, I'm going to go back to the beginning. Like for me, um, if you're, if you're struggling, you do the work yourself, make sure you make enough money when you can have enough projects to bring other people on. That's when you bring them on. Mm. So that's what I went back to. And um, yeah, first month um, the revenue was higher than the best month we've ever had. 
Um, the profit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, just cause I smashed out jobs, um, yeah. you know, and I was really motivated as well. Like first month of being solo, I'm like, yeah, that's it. So I worked 24 seven every weekend, right. uh, nights, days. And so I ended up like just absolutely smashing revenue <laughs> with, with, and with no contractors, like that was hundred percent me solo doing all the work. Yeah. Um, and wow. so I smashed the revenue and of course my costs went from, uh, probably divide by five. Wow. Um, That's and that includes me doing some initial like investment in stuff. Like I bought a bunch of funnel packs, uh, for marketing, which I haven't set up yet. Um, is that yeah, actually from software. funnel packs from Matt? Yeah. Yeah. From Matt. Um, yes, I bought, ended up, yeah. I ended up, um, getting, getting like a five pack, um, of funnels. Um, which I we'll link up in the show notes, yeah. by the way, that's in case yeah. you're listening and you don't know, um, of, is it funnelpacks.co? Funnelpacks.co. Yeah. Yeah. Epic, um, like packs of like websites and emails, sorry, web pages, I guess, and emails and whatever to, and uh, lead yeah, lead magnets to get people mm-hmm. to opt in for things on your website and then gradually upsell them into whether that's a website or SEO or website maintenance, um, yeah. all these different packs for different services. So definitely worth checking out. Oh, funnelpacks.com. It is.com. Cool. So, Oh yeah. So he, no, he just up. bought the .com. Sorry. Ah. He, uh, he was .co and he bought the .com ah. for, uh, for like literally the normal price. He was just uh, waiting for the person who was squatting it. They forgot to renew and he got it. Oh, wow. That is awesome. That is really yeah. cool. I'm glad they got that. Yeah. 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 And good, good, guy, good people. So yeah. Support yeah. funnel packs. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so basically I went, you know, I did some investment as well and I still managed to bring my costs down like five times as low, like one. Well, it's because of team, right? Low. Like team are a big expense. Yeah. The team, the team were the big one, the team were the big mm. one. Um, and so, so that was like huge. Um, and now this month as well, um, I didn't smash as much because of, you know, being I had the flu for a while, not the coronavirus. <laughs> um, I, um, you know, had like a couple of days of anxiety where I did no work and, you know, and then of mm. course, since all this has broken out, I've been a lot more active with friends and c- people in community trying to kind of keep people positive and, mm. you know, check in with people, make sure they're not going mental you know, being in, in isolation. Yeah, um, I've noticed no. you've been very helpful and very positive in a lot of the Facebook groups. I mean, you even offered to jump on a call with me the other day and we just shot the shit for, for a while. Yeah, um, yeah and I mean, yeah, that's well, really you were awesome saying Zoom. You were saying how all the Zoom calls tend to like suck your energy out. And I'm like, yeah. well, you're doing professional calls. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's if you jump on uh, yeah. with a mate, if you jump on with a mate and have a chat, just general yeah. chit chat, like it's, it's good. Yeah. And I think you're dead right in that, like, that's why, like, generally it'd be like podcast interviews or something. And usually podcast interviews absolutely sap me. So if I do like two in a row, mm. like I'm dead, I can't, yep. I can't do anything yep. for the rest of the day. But yeah. this one, you know, this is, I, I want to do more like this because it's so easy to chat. It's just like, we're just shooting yeah. shit about whatever. And hopefully it's helpful. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Let's talk a little bit about, I guess, like you had, actually, you know what, actually, what I would like to circle back to, I meant to, to bring this up is like the whole team thing. Not only is it, yeah, costly from a dollar's point of view, but you, you briefly touched on this earlier where you said like you were dealing with like hiring people and like all this, these issues. I feel like team is consistently the hardest part of running a business. Would you agree yeah. with that? Uh, yes, definitely. Like everything else is relatively easy to find solutions for. The mm. team is the biggest variable because you're reliant on individuals 
You're reliant on your training processes. Mm. Um, you're reliant on their mood and their motivation. Yeah. Um, you know, their their personal circumstances. We had one guy; his dad died, which you know is terrible. Uh, we actually helped pay for we helped pay for the funeral, which is you know wow about yeah yeah. Um, because he, he wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't have been able to mm. do it, and um. And so, like, you get situations like that and it's a big factor. And, like, yes, it happens. It happens anywhere. It happens all the time. But, um, you know, stuff like that does have an impact on your business, especially if you're small, especially mm. if you're scraping um, and if you're struggling. Um, mm. And not, not to, like, not to forget about the process of getting new people on. You know, you, you get a new person. If your processes and if your standards and, and your what you're doing is non-standard and it's stuff that most people don't, deal with often mm. um, then you know you've, you've got an extensive training period like it would take six months for someone to be able to do the work on their own without major supervision mm. for us mm-hmm. so it's like man you know you want to scale like no like scaling is really really difficult and then you know you have things happen like it you know if if you're not on on people to check make sure they're okay make sure they're comfortable with what they're doing make sure they're getting the feedback and the um, and the, um, you know, the answers they need and the support they need, um, they slack off, you know, and um, it's not their fault. It's your fault because you're not really managing very well. Yeah. You know, and oh, it's a special skill. Big. Yeah. Management and I realize like- I'm not a great manager. Like I'm not Me a neither. management type. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Um, I'd rather be out there doing, doing things. Um, I don't mind leading and making decisions. I'm, you know, I think I'm good at that. I tend to make decisions that work really well. Yeah. Um, but actually managing people, like, no. Yeah, and that's like, so the kind, that would mean that if you do happen to want to create a team again later, it's like you need someone to do that for you. You need a manager, that's right. right? Yeah, yeah. And that's another and layer and another level of cost. And That's right. Yeah, well, you know, instead it's like um, what I'm doing now, you know, I have um, people that I bring in for different projects. You know, I have someone who um, I can bring on for uh, more design work when I don't want to do design. Um, I have a dev team. Um, so I've got a friend who's a software developer who has this entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said before, like, it, you know, because he can build, um, I mean, to the level of full custom platforms and custom WordPress stuff as well. Um, he's like, man, let me know when, you know, if you want me to use, if you want to use my team, and mm-hmm. you can use my team. Um, so I have them there and I've already got them working on a project for me because I just can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is actually really important is finding the stuff that is going to demotivate you and get rid of it. Oh yeah. Uh, that's huge. Yeah. So yeah. Well, me, this is actually going to be, the, was, yeah. Well, the next thing Sorry, I was going to ask yeah. is all about like, yeah, what you're doing now and how you're managing these projects now. Cause like, yeah, I feel yeah. like doing everything yourself is some level of unsustainable. I don't know. Unless you. It, love it. Yeah. No, it is. It is not sustainable. Um, it is. If you only take on like one or two projects at a time mm-hmm. um, and finding your limits on what, how much you can juggle because it is juggling. Um, mm-hmm. So I can comfortably work on two things at once because I'll do, I don't like working on things for too long at a time. So, you know, if I have two projects, I'll do three hours and then three hours and that's my six hours of hardcore work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you need some time for, you know, other things like creation of content or marketing or social interaction or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can probably juggle two things comfortably myself, but when I've got six or seven, which I had when um, we split the partnership. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was working on seven and I was juggling seven things. So it's like, okay, I need to smash this one out urgently, then smash this one out urgently, then smash this one out urgently. Um, and that becomes a real challenge. Um, and that's when it's like, okay, you know what? Like 
you, you're looking at something that you keep putting off and that's when it's like, okay, I keep putting this off. I'm not going to do it. I need to find someone else to do it. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's been, that's been the big thing for me. Like, I and how did you find my, these yeah. the contractors and stuff to work with? You said one of them was your mate. Oh, Are yeah. they a lot of them just mates or? Well, I mean, people are mates, but um, it's where did I meet these mates? And often yep. um, a lot of people I met via online channels. So actually Facebook's been huge. So I'm uh, in the WP Elevation group and I've met a lot of people. Um, I think I've been there for like a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of people via that group initially because I was not a Facebook guy. I was not a Facebook groups guy. Um, and then from there you meet people, then you go into other groups, you meet more people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and then you find people that are good at what they do and you become friends and you kind of maybe ask them advice on something, they ask you advice on something and then you end up going, hey, can you help me with this? And they help you and they're like, great. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. it grows into, you know, professional. Yeah, it's just uh, virtual networking, right? It's like yeah. like being right. helpful. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's not rocket science stuff. It's being like, I don't know, good at what you do and helping people and generous. That's and, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. And I, I think the generosity is a big thing, um, you know, being willing to help out and not be like, okay, here's my hourly rate for this. Mm. Like, you know, we've done that um, and, you know, I've got a bunch of friends I've helped with things and then they've helped me when I needed it. Um, and then you end up in situations where, like, okay, cool, let's put something professional in place here because mm-hmm. I want your help mm-hmm. formally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, then that's the, big, that's the big one. Yeah, for sure. Is, so, you know. In, throughout this process, going from the team to now, like what would you say the biggest challenges have been in downsizing? Um, in downsizing, it's <clears throat> okay. So number one is time, time management, um, and even just project management. When you have other people doing the work, it's like okay, cool. Assign that to them. Assign that to them. Assign that to them, and then check in, check in, check in. When you're doing it, um, and you don't have other people that you need to manage it because for. Updating your project management system becomes a low priority. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. So that updating, updating your systems and keeping track of everything, the self-management is like, it's all up here now. Um, yeah. And then I get really slack about putting it all into like, you know, ClickUp, which I'm using now. Um, so, you know, and I'm like, okay, do I just simplify it and go to Trello? And I've tried that and it's like, eh, I'm not updating that. Do I just do like a to-do list? Um, but then the to-do list, like, it becomes a challenge when I, you yeah. know, if I have other people, I want them to follow a process. So, you know, the whole management is the, has been the biggest challenge and finding time to do everything because I have so many running at once mm. uh, because I'm used to having a team of five people and then myself and my business partner, so seven people all up um, and trying to kind of juggle all the work that yeah. normally I'd have everyone else. Now the time becomes the biggest challenge. Uh, yeah. so that for me has been the biggest yeah. I feel like that's it's interesting with the the, like the project management because that like that's something to me that's it's so important to offload that from your head into a project management system because the, it's, yep. it's just adding more mental load onto yourself if you have yeah. to remember all these things you oh, know yeah. like that's why I'm at a point now where as soon as I uh, like think of something that needs to be done or whatever it goes in my trello immediately so so we have um click up for our project management um because my project manager and i work in there a little bit but for my personal stuff i mean even if i need to add something to click up it gets first put in my trello um because i've got like voice commands set up for google assistant uh-huh. so that i can punch things straight in if i'm driving or something i can you know um call yep. that google and and 
tell it to add something to my Trello and just because like I need that stuff out of my head immediately because otherwise I'll yeah. forget it or it's You'll adding forget, to right? the load. Yeah. Well, now this is all about systems, which is really yeah. interesting. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, have you ever read um, Getting Things Done, David? Uh, you know what? I haven't. It's I've seen yeah. it for a long time. Is, is it still good and relevant? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Like it was a long time ago when I mm. sort of looked into that and I didn't read the whole thing because it was like just too much, but mm. um, I started reading the start of it and it was talking about the importance of um, the data capture itself, getting yes. things out, um, getting it in um, into a system, and then also the review process because there's no point putting all this stuff into a list and then never looking at it again. Mm. Um, and that's something that stands out to me because I do that. Mm. You know, So I will write stuff down um, and I might even put it on a piece of paper next to me uh-huh. and then it's gone, you know, like I won't yeah. look at it again or I'll put it into like I'll do voice recordings. I started getting really big on voice recordings and record my voice all the time, never listen to them again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, See, there's the sure systems you got to add review. onto that stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that's right. like a voice recording you could automate <laughs> to punch that into your to-do list. The thing that you that's like, right. I live in Trello, right? Like I always yeah. have my Trello board open um, yep. so I can like, I can... Um, use Zappy or whatever to push a voice recording straight mm-hmm. into uh, in my Trello. So then I know it's like, it doesn't leave Trello until it's been actioned, yeah. for example. So yep. yeah, like system, it all comes down to systems. Yeah. And uh, see, um, I, I've tried Trello. For me, the whole Kanban concept, it's too big. Like most of my things are like, you know, it just needs to be a bullet point or a, like a thing. And then you end up with all these massive amounts of cards. Um, so I'm looking at like, all right, do I, you know, click up works okay. <laughs> Uh, for that, you can customize mm. how it works. But maybe I just need to simplify and go to something like Todoist, like the checklist one, mm. um, and pay for their premium so you can do the templates and things and mm. projects and whatever. You know, you there. can have checklists know. in a card in Trello. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's literally what I have now. Um, right, that's yeah. what I set up. So I set up a card, a template card for yeah, website copy projects. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just create new, create new, create new template. Yeah, yeah, um, nice. But yeah, you, the main thing is yeah. having a system that works for you, right? Like, yeah, like my right. Trello, like Trello works well for me, but I don't like, I know it wouldn't work well for other people. It really depends on what kind of stuff you're working yeah. on and whatever. Yeah. Um, another question I have though is like, cause you said time was a big challenge when you sort of came into your just doing things for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. How did you manage your time? Do you use time blocking or any kind of time management oh, techniques? I just work all the time. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no time blocking. There's literally like I have the things that I need to do. And then you also have things that, um, you know, the Eisenhower method, you've got the urgent and important, then you've got the important, non-urgent, and then you've yeah. got the not important and urgent, and then not important, non-urgent. Yeah. Um, so generally, things that are urgent and important, I'll like, you know, you have to do it straight away. Yeah. Um, so things will come in. Uh, sometimes there's things that I just want to do that are fun. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yep, I'll do that right now. Um, <clears throat> there's uh, And then you've got things that are, um, important to do, but it's not necessarily urgent. And then focusing on those ones as much as you can is mm. critical. Uh, for me, if it's not important, generally, um, unless it's fun and I really want to do it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, um, I'm really, I'm really like a nah, nah. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, and you know, people are like, oh, but you have to. Like, it's part of life and whatever. No, it's <laughs> not. Um, there's always a solution to avoid doing things you don't want to do. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's just finding, I think, one of the keys to, um, I think, in agency life in general or business and growth and whatever is finding the stuff that you're good at, make you, um, that you want to do and you, you know, you find enjoyable and you're, you're good at and skilled at and like kind of your sweet spot um, and focus as much time as you can on that, um, yeah. you know, and things you don't like to do, if you keep putting it off, like, 
man, outsource it, you know, yeah. or like get someone else. Like it's, there's absolutely just scrap it, scrap it completely. Yeah. If you've got, if you do marketing and you hate marketing, um, don't do marketing. You either white label it, uh, white label mm-hmm. someone else's service and make a small chunk of change on each one, refer it out to someone else or just straight up say, nah, sorry, yeah. man, don't do it. Um, yeah, you can't do the things that will kill your passion because then yeah. like your business you will burn out. Yeah. You'll, well, you, you'll burn out, you know, yep. imagine, imagine you hated building e-commerce sites and you made it a niche um, <laughs> because it's like, oh, well, that'll be good money. Um, and then you yeah, have nah. to deal with people who are selling, you know, goods online and maybe you don't like them. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. it's everything. It's clients, client types. Um, mm. I've got this strict no dickhead policy. So if I speak to someone, they're a bit of a dick. Um, I just tell them, nah, look, I don't think I can help you. And yeah, um, jump on Fiverr or something or mm. Google someone else. <laughs> the worst one is when I told someone to Google and then they Google and they found me somehow. Um, and they called me again and I'm like, dude, we just spoke. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, you've got to find the stuff that kills, kills your mood and your motivation and get rid of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, just like, find you like, like talking oh, about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got, you've got it. Yeah. So I was yeah, just thinking yeah. about some of the work yeah. that, that I do. Like I, I need to take our own advice on that actually because it's like around like Zapier automation. I love teaching people. I love helping people out with questions and stuff. But when it comes to like digging into someone's business and like like I love creating the Zaps to help them out and mm-hmm. creating the automations and everything. But that like discovery phase where I've got to like talk to them and find out what their systems are and all that stuff, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Yeah. And like- yeah. You know, like we could we could create a Zapier agency. The amount of inquiries we get for Zapier, I'm like, we could do this. And like, I'm a part of me is like, we should do this. And then every time I actually dig into working with a client, I'm like, I just this isn't me. And I keep doing it. Yeah. And yeah, it's killing my passion for it as well. So, well, what to- if uh, what if you found someone who can do the interview and get the info for you, and then you just have to build the Zaps? Yeah, I've thought about this a lot, but it's it's such a unique uh, skill. Yeah. Right. Like to yes. you, not only do you need to understand automation, you need to understand what's possible using Zapier and mm-hmm. other systems. You need to have had a ton of experience in like, you know, someone talks about automating something with proposals. It's like, well, you have to know how proposals work, you know, and that process. Yes. And it's like, doc, well, they talk about document signing software. You've got to know about that. Um, and, and then you also have to have a understanding of business. Uh, like a top-down view to you know, like what, how, yeah. like the processes in that business. So, oh, yeah. in my opinion, um, the best way for a business to automate is to have a resource, like a person inside the business that knows about automation. And that's why I think, like, that's why I made the course, right? It's because I think people yeah. need to have an idea. <laughs> like, no, no one knows what's possible. So that's yeah. why you've got to know, you've got to understand the process um, or have someone that is like intimately built into your business and or like to, to yeah. pay someone to do that's going to be expensive. So you can just do it yourself in a way, you know, like to get that knowledge yeah. and then work with an agency. Once you've got that, like if I work with someone who uh, understands automation, the process is so easy. They're like, oh, we just want to do this yeah. kind of stuff. We just don't know how to do it. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I can do that in like, you know. Yeah. But that's so rare because yeah. no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, no, deviating. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. That's all right. That's fun. That's the fun part of the casual chats. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I think at this point, uh, we're getting on, getting on now. Um, it's going to be a pretty long episode. And we've covered a lot of things. So I 
am thinking we should wrap this up. Is there anything you'd like to just sort of finish on here? Like, I guess about your journey, like, I don't know if there's any like the biggest takeaways or um, like that. Yeah, look, I mean, there were, there were some takeaways. Like number one was obviously the thing about the team and, and, you know, like, okay, I've realized that um, for me, you know, my strengths are X, not Y. So build a business around X, um, you know, like uh, finding a solution that allows you to scale quickly and easily. So go down the path of least resistance with stuff like that. Mm. Um, it's like, hey, what do I care about? I don't really care about sites being built on custom platforms. It doesn't, you know, make a difference to me what it's built on. Uh, what matters to me is the message on there and stuff. So for me, it's like, well, you know, building a business around the passion of building custom code doesn't make sense. It's a different thing for me. So find mm. what you're passionate about um, and make sure your business is focused on that. Um, you know, things that make noticeable differences as well. Like for me, it's like, okay, what's a noticeable difference? Custom code? Meh. You know, yeah, yeah you might have a load time, natural load time of like half a, uh, let's say, you know, under a second um, with n- no major work done. But hey, with some major work done to a WordPress site, I have it loading in, like my site loads in from Sydney in like half a second. Um, that's nuts. Great. Nice. And that's not custom. That's like a page builder um, mm-hmm. and some heavy optimization. So, you know, like, is, does it make a difference? Eh, eh, not really. Um, so, you know, keep it simple. Um, focus on the stuff that you're good at. Uh, focus on building a business around what you're good at. Um, you know, and always look at opportunities to, to kind of grow and, and expand and uh, in the right direction. And that's really <laughs> key, right? Yes, Like, absolutely. if you don't want to be, if you don't want to be like, you know, like you look at other people and online, especially in Facebook, a lot of people talk about the way they do things and, um, there is a whole lot of this whole in my agency, um, you know, and they, they seem really big and seem really important and whatever, um, you know, like how much money do you need? And just because you have a big agency doesn't mean you're making more, right? I mean, if you have a yeah. model that oh, God, is no, profitable. Like profit, yeah. You know? Most agencies are very low on the profit margin. Yeah. There is, yeah. yeah. And I'll talk about making important. seven figures. I'll talk about making seven figures, but understand that's revenue. And when you have an agency, your costs are massive. Yeah. So, you know, I'd love to see a seven-figure agency that's making half a million dollars in profit because I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, with like the model of, um, you know, if you're smart about your outsourcing, you're smart about your resourcing, you could do, let's say, um, turnover three, 400,000 um, and probably have 200 and something. K yeah, out of that for you. Exactly. Be much um, better off. You know, and it's like, cool. Like, is that is that enough? Mm. Boom. Maybe. Nick, yep. this has been an awesome chat. Thank you so much for joining me. No, no problems, man. I love uh love the casual chats. So Yeah, absolutely. I reckon we should uh we yeah. should make this almost regular. <laughs> yeah. We'll start starting your podcast. The, yeah, uh, absolutely. Podcast. Yeah. I mean, oh totally down for that. We should take this offline. Um <laughs> That's all for this episode. (laughs) Guys, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you think would uh, benefit from this or leave us a review on whatever podcast app you use. Um, I will see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.